I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Listen, I wanted to invite you to come see me live at my first ever solo show. It's called Rebirth, and it's essentially me doing what I've always done, making sense of my life through the sagas of my favorite superwomen. I've worked very hard on this and parsed through a lot of episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and X-Men comic books. My intention is for every one of us in the theater that night to experience a rebirth together, and I want you to be a part of it. Rebirth is at the historic duplex on Thursday, January 23rd at 7 p.m., Tickets are $10 online and $15 at the door, plus a two-drink minimum. You can find out more and buy tickets at davidgoldberg.online or via my social, at GoldbergHan. See you there, moi! They're all here. The divas, princes, and living legends you should be obsessed with. Sitting down with me. I'm David Goldberg. These are the Luminaries. This time, I'm joined by artist, nightlife demigod, and high-stakes provocateur E.T. Chong to talk about sex, identity, self-care, and the decolonization of desire. I hope you enjoy. Oh, E.T. Chong, with that, I must say welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> little Cardi B Zoe Kravitz no, yeah. for you. So we have a lot to cover, and I know you uh, have a very large brain and need to be challenged. So we're gonna start. I'm gonna throw you a curveball to throw, start this. Y'all want a twist, Mama? Give it to me. Like, give it to me. Yeah. What is it? To start any story about you, sure, sure. there's only one place to begin. <laughs> On an MTV reality show. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because I do think where you are now, if, if people can know this side of you, it really richens the whole saga. Okay. Um, so uh, I was homeless uh, for just like, you know, not really homeless. I was living out of my car. What year was this? 2008? Okay. 2009, yeah. Um, I was... Assistant manager, hot topic. Uh, had a lip ring. Um, was wearing an orange corduroy blazer. I just like I, I just got like casted. I was in the middle of the street. He's like, you want to be on this show, and it's a hundred bucks, and we pick you up, we give you free food, and I was like, oh, I'm down. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, that's how. I, that's I mean, I, I don't know what, what else do you want to know. Well, I just know you like. I've only known you the last three years as this kind of, like, demigod, right? And as someone who's very, um, very in control of their look, how they're seen, what they present. And you've kind of always brought up next as this, like, past life. Dark times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but but it is so interesting because, like... Next is part is one of those shows that's like so cruel and exploitative and that it just oh. like shoves people around and kind of herds them. And now with the work you do of like basically like controlling how you as like a queer Asian person are like seen and how other people are seen. I've just always thought next. It's like it's crazy that you were in that space of like total exploitation to going to where you are now, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was it's funny. I remember, I remember my punchline, too. It was, um, hi, my name is E.T. and E.T. phone homo. That, and they made me say that. And I was, um, and of course, everybody was white. It was me and one other brown, one brown person. Um and of course, the main guy. I mean, I was Asian, so but people are always ask me, "Oh, were you the guy on the bus, or were you the main guy?" I was like, I'm, "I was Asian in 2008 in America. Of course, I'm not gonna be the main person. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the side bitch." Like, um, so yeah. And the guy, of course, ended up choosing the white guy, and uh, but the white guy chose a Latino guy. I was like, okay. Something. <laughs> um, Huge victory. Yeah, it was something for, for for the minorities. I was like, yeah, but of course, you know. Um, yeah, I remember it just being a really weird time. It was like right before I left for art school, uh, I was um, got kicked out because um, 
for fighting about fighting with my dad about something um, and being Korean, of course, you have some alcoholic father stories. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah, it just, it's just turbulent times. But um, at the same time, I remember like how much, you know, when you know better, you do better. That Oprah, it's a Mary Angelou quote, but Oprah says it all the time. And it's just, I remember just the innocence or not caring or not knowing um, the underlining racism that was so that was, now is so obvious to me, but back then it was just oh whatever. It's a, a thank you for the crumbs of affection or right. attention that I got as a, a gay Asian man. Um, so yeah. When do you feel like you? I know it's always an evolution, but when did the kind of weaponization begin? Like when do you feel like you kind of got your voice and we're like okay, bitch, let's start tearing some shit down. Oh. Uh, well, I always remember just growing up, like, uh, besides the soft political power Korea has now, I mean, when I was a kid, um, I always wanted to be Chinese because I was just like, oh, I'm tired of being Korean. I was just trying to get everybody else, you know. <laughs> um, and, I, and, I, and I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood until uh, middle school, until my, uh, my aunt and uncle adopted me. Um, so I just remember all, like the premium was white. It's just mm-hmm. like even with like hanging out with my black friends, the, the lighter the lighter black friends always got the more attention, got more girls. It's just um, more opportunities. More opportunities, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but then the weaponizing I think really happened with the the dawn of Tumblr, and just um, I love yeah yeah just going into dark holes on Tumblr conspiracy theories. And also that was just, um, uh, just you know, just realizing shit. Just yeah. like, oh, damn, that's what that was. <laughs> oh, my God. When someone asks you, so where are you really from? Like, you know, questions like that. Were, this back then was very common. Oh, yeah. You know, no, but, but where are you really from? I'm, I'm from K-Town. I'm from, I'm from LA. Like, no, 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 but like, yeah. So just, you know, just like little like microaggressions that you, I just, you know, um, when you, I just remember going off the deep end and just always writing, like, um, po- posting. Before it was trendy. I think, like, um, like I have mentors and teachers now who are just, like, it's crazy how uh, much uh, popular culture has become so adamant about about uh, uh, race politics and rights and how we never thought that it would happen. And I, I think I hit, I, um, I, Fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. It's just I, I, I had my realization like bef- a ye- two years before it started trending, <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is, you know, a double-edged sword, right? It's, it's like it's a good thing that people know. But at the same time, it's like now it's so much clout. It's based on like, yeah. I was thinking about that this morning because you know how the year ended with all these like best of the decade lists. And I was thinking about, like, I wonder how this how we're going to look back on this era in about 10 years because a lot of, like, American critical voices turned into this, like, competition of who can be more woke than anyone else. Ugh. And I understand that an overcorrection often has to happen for a balance to, to come into play. And I think we're kind of probably balancing now. Mm. But it the last decade, I think there was a lot of white guilt and a lot of white voices trying to pretend that they were so woke all along that that they've never done anything wrong yeah, rather yeah. than like deal with the complexity. Yeah. And I'm wondering how we're going to look back on this time cuz it was it got kind of it got kind of silly at some points. Yeah, and it's just you know, the when those white voices when it was just like, oh, woke than thou thing. It's okay. First of all, you're coming from a place where it's you're Thinking about you still. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just always me, me, me. Um, when you really care about the community and the larger picture, you no longer, it's not a competition, right? It's yes. like, with one of us makes it and all of us <sighs> make it. But, and with, and most people who are that way aren't really doing it for the right cause or doing it for themselves. I see, you know, I believe. You know what I've been saying? There are some girls, I'm gonna get in trouble. There are some girls on still, Twitter uh-huh. who are like, fucking leading the charge no more white gay this no more white gay this if you see them out on the weekend and you see the girls that they hang out with they are the bleachiest white gays you know there's this dissonance between how people act on twitter and then when you see them out in real life and this is not just white gays who act like this i know a lot of gays of color who i'll see kind of like 
being having stars in their eyes when they see the most mediocre, you know, white instigates. But uh. you know, and and this is something we all have to go through, which is like I guess that like hot white gays are at the top of the pile. But, like, it, it's just interesting to see, like, when we, like, forget our own politics and when we, like, take the easiest bait. And I, by the way, I'm no better than anyone else at this. <laughs> you know, it's funny. And... Sorry. Girl, it's cool. <laughs> um, you know, you, I, I heard a saying recently. It's just that I raise you gay for pay for a queer for clout. <laughs> it's just Ooh, like, God, it is uh, a new year. Let us uh, all right. take I that. mean, uh, you know, it's just like there's so many people on Instagram or Twitter who is like who I think. And that's the terrible thing about queer. It's just like because it means everything. It means nothing. Yes. But I think at the same time, it's just like when people try to claim a culture or a community when they never went through the oppression or the pain and the stigma that came with it. It's just you're not like, wow, you're. It's just, you know, you all, you're that girl I knew you were. Like, mm. just like, mm, like, you know, and, and and I must say a lot of Asian people, API people, fall in that route about being I mean, Asian girls, I must say. Like, yes. you know, I'm like, end the day, like, okay, you shaved your head and you're queer, but then DL, you dating a white guy. Like, right. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm just, it's just nothing, you know, I'm not saying that's like a problem. Well, it's an epidemic, really. But <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like how, it's just, you know, and I'm not saying if you're if that person loves you and it's a true, but that's fine. But when your history of like when you have like seven exes and five out of seven of them are all, you know, bland, uh, bleachy white men, and uh, two of them are people of color, but you know, one of them is also major white passing. It's like you're not, you know, you're what what. I think it's not the person, but it's the pattern that you need to dissect and look at. Mm, that's great. Yeah. And I, so I guess this leads us to uh, one of your <laughs> most infamous and most recent scandals. Not scandals, gambits. I, I didn't it's, mean scandal. It, it's a but it was kind of yeah, scandalous. Yeah. It's like, it was pretty scandalous. Black Twitter went, a lo- you know, went ham on the <sighs> first day. So, um, so could you explain what you did this yeah, summer? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, I got hypnotized. I, it's. You know, it's both. Of course, it's a it's performative in a way because I'm documenting it, yeah. and I'm t- and I have a I want to have a di- this discussion about it. Um, it's about colonized desire and how that is so innate, and that how, you know, as Kanye said, is like, I like what I like, but Kanye, you know that what you like is basic as fuck. <laughs> you know, like big titties, big ass, like light skin girl. So it's just like and I Kanye didn't... is gay. Anyway, sorry, keep <laughs> he's a gay fish. <laughs> yeah, um, I. And for me, it's just I didn't um, – I just didn't want to be like, you know, just another person with a white, with a white partner and a white boyfriend. I, and, I real, and, I, and it's tough because I realize myself giving opportunities to um, gay white men and then to people of color. Um, so I had to really look into myself and mm. what, what, how, where that comes from and how I, how, how I still have colonized desire. Um, and it's not an easy topic to talk about because people get uncomfortable when it's when it comes to like sex or, you know, like that they're a little bit racist, you know, <laughs> like yeah. and when once you realize that we all if we all have have some sort of uh, colonized mentality, then we could have a discussion. OK, how do I fix this? How do we move forward? And, but the fact is that most people don't want to have that because it's uncomfortable. And uh, I, so I hypnotized myself. Uh, I had uh, two sessions. I had the third one. Um, I'm going to record my uh, hypnotherapist and myself and make an actual video, not just an Instagram uh, rant. Um, which is funny because the, the, when I made that Instagram video, like some, uh, some, some big DJ guy uh, recorded it on his phone, posted it on Twitter, and then it went, and then it went crazy. And then some white gays screen captured that and posted it on Reddit. And now there's like a thread about me. Oh, like poor, a- poor gay Asian, oh, sad that, that. Uh, you know, he can't get a white boyfriend. And it's just... Uh, I love that, though. Yeah, it's meta, right? You know, um, a few years ago, actually it was exactly about this time, uh, like two or three years ago, uh, Bowen Yang on his podcast was talking about like, he just said something where he was like, I'm fucking fed up. And like... This is bullshit. It's just because I'm Asian, I have to take all this shit. And I remember I got so angry at first. I was like, don't you complain, blah, blah, blah. And then I remember I went to the Russian Turkish baths on New Year's Eve 
Um, and it was men only hours and like, you know how it is. And mm. I just remember something clicked. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not a lady. <laughs> You never. would never. I would never. Um, that wasn't you at no. Inferno. What? But um, I just remember something clicked where I looked around the room and I got it. I like I saw who was like the alpha dogs in the mm. sexual arena, who wasn't, and why. Mm. And I just – it's not like I had a profound realization and I as like the whitest Ashkenazi who's the most spoiled in like white twink world – I just had to. No, have I this have nothing silly... to say about that. By the way, right, you right. being a Jew, I think there. If, if trauma is, you know, inherent, I think I think that's why you see so many activists who are Jewish. Of course, I know, and uh, Koreans as well. Like you know, yeah. like there's like yeah, and that's yeah. why you see. These but I am still like spoiled. you retain the privilege. You retain the. Privilege. I had the privilege, and it was. It was just a little stupid, subtle moment where I could look around the room and be like, "Oh yeah, actually, there is something obviously going on here," yeah. and like. Bitch, like, look around, pay attention. And I remember after that, I started seeing things differently. Mm. And, like, that's me late in my 20s as, like, a spoiled, privileged white person having mm. that experience. And it, you do have, it unfortunately behooves someone like you to, like, kind of push people to, like, because I think your thing isn't, like, you're not trying to, like, fuck with people's relationships. You're just trying to get people to open their eyes. Yeah. And, yeah. like, see maybe why they think they like something that they might not even like. Because mm-hmm. they think they're supposed to. I mean, it's also, like, how do I be closer to – how do I retain privilege? How do I move up the ladder? How do I gain mm. access, right? And, um, and that's always going to be shifting. Yeah. I mean, with China going crazy, you know, it's yes. going to be ages turn. <laughs> but I, that's, that's a whole – but um, so, I, so I, got, I got hypnotized to – be no specifically to be no longer attracted to whiteness. Not white people, whiteness. Yes, which right. is a, so we know. So, so the the enemy is whiteness, not white people. Right. Let's get that straight. So people are so like, oh, like we're. I'm like, no, no, no of course yeah. you're human. We're all. There's one race, the human race. Okay. Um, <laughs> you heard it here yeah. in Pangea. <laughs> but I, I, you know, so when you. I, so I, I had to really go back and talk about, okay, then what is whiteness and dissect that whole situation, um, which is, like, I think, you know, the fact that historically uh, Italians and Irish in America weren't considered white till, mm. I think, the 60s. Um, it was a white, it's a white, whiteness is a construct. Exactly. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not real. It's a construct. Um, and uh, the people who retain that privilege want to keep it. And it's, it's such a fragile thing, much like masculinity in American culture. Um, that you ha- if if you div- if you uh, move the lane of the linear idea of whiteness of masculinity, it, it shatters. So the most people who feel offended by it, they're 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 in that lane, and they because and they retain that privilege. So when they realize that it's not real, they become angry and they it, they feel threatened by it. Um, and so you know, so for me, it's just like, okay, why uh, why like when I like when I masturbate, <laughs> like why do I low key love watching like 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 an Asian girl get like destroyed by like two white guys right. or like you know or why is it like a black you know like porn is such a great indicator how society views the idealized body? Absolutely, like, porn you know, is usually the arbiter for yeah. like style and culture. Absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. So you know you see um, you know in gay porn you see these. Like hyper masculine, like who the fuck grunts like oh, oh like it's during sex, like who do like and uh, and you know there why is it that there's only one or two really mainstream gay Asian and they're always bottoms, of course, you know uh, always bottoms and it's like when you see majority of porn, it's always like black guys just like like you know fucking like white black men are always the top. It's very rarely it's like you know. You see an Asian top. I mean, I don't know if I've seen it. In, in, I don't know either. I don't know if I've seen it. But yeah. um, I think these are questions that people need to look at and have. And why is it like that? And then why, and how, does that, how does that culture view, like, make you view yourself and form identity? And so... Um, so I, so I want to hear about the response. But first mm. of all, I want to hear what changed for you from doing the hypnosis oh. experiment. Or it doesn't have to be like you woke up from hypnosis and you were like, I'm different. But maybe has there been anything over the past few months that you've noticed that like have been little shifts here and there? So I remember the first time I got hypnotized, I went to Berlin right away. And I was like, wow, (laughs) this is the test. 
like, going like, into the go, source. The source, Mama. <laughs> like, so it was, um, it, it, uh, and it's funny because, like, it made me think about, like, how, uh, about privileges and how much, oh, you don't get it or you don't, you don't understand it. Um, and when I look at, you know, other gay white men, it's just, I don't know. I just remember, like, in my 20, early 20s, like you know teens like how much it was like oh like a white boyfriend like oh like mm. how would i would do anything and i would date the most trashiest guys who i know were i'm not saying i don't want to like there's i think the difference between saying that you're better than somebody but a difference in you're bigger than somebody to quote your sister gemini naomi campbell <laughs> you're not at my level you never will be at my level <laughs> <laughs> no but i know what you mean like um, why why like this isn't it, it just isn't right like who who why are you with that person yeah yeah but, and again you see it you know like so even in, outside when you go like why you're so smart you're so yeah. quick you're intelligent and but why are you dating this like you know this bum fuck like and and by the way a similarity is like a lot of in my mom's generation let's say like women in their like middle to later years who are single mm. will often like settle for guys who aren't like great because yeah. there aren't a lot of men to choose from. Or there's Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, Mitch, you're better than that. So it's it's kind of, you know, yeah. it's that sort of thing. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. And seeing how Asian men are the most uh, desexualized body mm. um, in America. It's just, so they have a view of that. Oh, automatically, I don't, I don't, my, the pool is smaller. I got to get it. You know, lucky me. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I really wanted to, to, talk, to look at that and say, no, we, we don't need, we don't, we don't need, you don't need to settle. Um. And also that Asian men, when I see when I see a two gay Asian couple, I'm just like, oh, like it just makes me so happy. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. And it's or you other don't see other it. <laughs> yeah, well uh, yeah, in America and other like you know Asian uh, Asian person or another like person of color who isn't white passing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just makes me happy because um, and you know there's not much of that. Um, it's definitely to me, it's a foreign thing to see of like. Mm-hmm people of color being with other people of color. Yeah. It's not something I've been told is normal. I mean, I think it's more prevalent within, like, <clears throat> within, uh, like, Latinx and, like, black queer yeah, people. True. They didn't, but, like, with Asian people, it's very, yeah. Unless you're straight from the motherland where you're, like, you're, like they're not colonized, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Okay, so you went to Berlin. I went to Berlin. Uh, had the most <laughs> raunchiest time. My God, the drug use there is so nonchalant. And by the way, you have seen things. You're not going in as some no, I'm, some baby. No, no, I'm I'm a dirty, nasty. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm a whore. I well, yeah, just and going. Just, but you know what? A, like I'm not a pig, but I know a lot of pigs, and you know, God bless them. I'm here for them. Like the pigs in America got. Nothing on the pigs in Berlin. Like it's a different level of piggy. It's insane. It's it's so wow. fucked up. Yeah, I love. Can I tell? Can I tell? I think I told this story oh to you about, about. You have to. It's, so it's she was an icon. I'm just like, what's your name? I need to know who you are. I just so you know, Berkheim as people know, it's like divided into like it's it started as a gay club, but now it's a lot of like queer, right. queer, queer people um, going and like so it happens that your the gay side is on the left side and the and the straight side is on the right side. Um, I was just, you know, walking around looking, and I see this one just cute little redhead just, like, you know, just getting uh, pounded, like, demolished front and back by two guys. And I'm like, yes, bitch. Like, you can. And I, and I, yeah. And I, and I just go look a little closer, and then she's getting raw-dogged by the two guys. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, girl, you on prep? Like, and she, and she starts laughing. And I'm like, oh, my God, but I hope you're on prep, like, for reals. And you then, need to borrow some? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, um, and then um, I'm in I'm in line to you know to do uh, they call it the soup or a cocktail, 
Because everybody's in line, just and I and you know I needed to make new friends, and I'm just like, you know what? When a queer person of color reaches out, do you want to do drugs with me? Like, you know, I was raised right. I'm not gonna say no. Like, no. turn that friendship down. <laughs> so we were all in line, um, going to the 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 toilet stall to do our um, mixture of cocktail, and uh, the girl who was getting um, DP just comes up, still naked, in uh, uh, in high heels and just a Prada bag. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, I'm like, yes, yes, bitch. Like, and then she, she looks at me. She like, she looks eye contact, like, because all the stalls are like full because people are in there doing drugs, right? The the toilet stalls. So there's only the men's urinal, you know, like the the big, uh, um, like metal like tub looking urinals. She looks at me, squats back, puts her finger in her uterus. All this cum just squirts out, like, and then I'm just like, oh my god. And then she scooches back a little more, and then she pees. Just gets a wet wipe out of her purse, just like wow. wipes, and she just like winks and walks out. And everybody, all the gays are like, yeah. "Yes, like who is she? Like yes." <laughs> I mean, that for me, I'm like that. You know, an icon, truly inspiring. It's, yeah, the freedom. Yeah. Though I have, Berlin has sexed me out, and I have not have you know. Yeah, it was yeah. your last hurrah. Yeah, my last hurrah. She's she's she, she, you know she's 31 now. She can't be doing like. <sighs> All that. But I do want to talk about mm. nightlife because you've you've had a lot of – in nightlife, you've built quite a community around you. And you had a party called Onigashimasu, mm. correct? And I, I understand that the, the policy – it was an API-oriented party. And the idea was that um, if white people wanted to come, they had to be brought with – an, an Asian person, yeah. a person of color, yeah, is that yeah. correct? Yeah, and it can't be like five white guys and one person of color. It has, no, it's like you're not, no, to, like you can't give them the token. Yeah. No, you know, um, so you have to, it's one to one ratio. Amazing. Um, and uh, and if you're, yeah, and uh, if you, that's that's the rule, but of course it's going to be like white people coming, like, and I'm like, then you got to pay more. Good. That's like, and all the money, you know, and all the money uh, went to um, a POC cause. Um, I didn't keep, Sometimes I'm just like, damn, I'm not, I'm not that well off to be giving money away like that. But you know what? Like, I think the party at that time succeeded because it was, it wasn't about the money. Yeah, it wasn't about capital. Um, and it seems like, I mean, this is something I want to ask you about because basically, POC nightlife in New York is undergoing this issue of like, how do you degentrify? And I know. Poppy Juice is going through this a lot of like mm. where it is, oh, eight white gays and there's one gay of color. So, okay. And and some, and some Poppy Juice is trying as hard as it can to make yeah. it clear like, hey, we actually don't need you to come. Yeah, but yeah, obviously yeah. like we just take and take. So like your approach with Onagashi Masu I thought was so like, oh, it's so innovative and so like fuck yeah of like – Bitch, this isn't for you. And if you want to come, like, be a part of a balance and not, mm. like, take, take, take. Mm-hmm. I mean, kudos to Poppy Juice, though. Yeah, I mean, they, like, to doing what they do. I think with anything with popular culture is, you know, I think, so, so I think, like, and I feel this way about the early days of bubble tea. Like, it was just something so sacred and beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that could be applied to I think like queer culture as well, right? Like anything that is first sacred or beautiful, if that nothing good is meant to last forever. <gasps> like, uh, I but I think there and that it's a double edged sword because like with um, awareness and with like, it growing, it there is great. Like the people who throw it could benefit from it and yeah. gain access to capital and other things to sustain their livelihoods. At the same time, like you are um, losing the sacredness of 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 the of what it was um and i don't i think i think that's unfortunately i think that's bound to happen with anything that is beautiful but you know there was that twilight moment when bubble tea onigashimasu were happening concurrently and it was a time of abundance and i think that's the thing like the most important thing is like the community was being served not just by one monolith but by multiple and that hopefully people who came to Onigai Shimasu maybe in the future will throw their own parties and start mm. a new era and that can have its great twilight years and then that can get too big and then it can keep changing. I mean I just think like it. the fact that you did it was so exciting. I'm going to do one more hurrah because like, I ended so abruptly because um, mm-hmm. 
This is not a scam. I know scam. No, I just found out the guy. Well, my the guy was helping me, who I'm still good friends with now, and it's like that he was fucking my ex, mm. and I was like, this is you know. And at the moment, um, I was like angry and sad about it. I felt betrayed, but. At the at the same time, I was like, you know what? This is stupid. This is petty. Like, what's yeah. the bigger picture? Um, I said, like, end of the day, she's still my sister. I'm not gonna. Then again, I, what? I'm, what am I doing again? I'm letting a white man get between <laughs> me yeah. and a sister. So uh, I had to look at myself and be like, why? Why at the pettiness? And so I um, we're go- you know, and I, we're good now. Um, but at but, the but moment, how do you how do you kind of reconcile with what's going on? Which is basically like. Asian people and people of color being at the bottom of the totem pole in so many ways, but then in nightlife and in culture, having this sudden moment of being um, considered chic, so much so that white people are like banging down the doors at a gay at a gay POC party. You know, like from your point of view, like what the f- what the fuck do you do with that? I'm sorry to put all this on you. I'm just curious what, what your thoughts are. I, I, I don't. I didn't know that we were being considered chic. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> You know, these parties are selling out, and I, it's it's not just people well, of color selling them out. I, historically, I think um, Asian people, uh, and, and I can only speak from oh, being Korean, uh, light-skinned, and, well, um, I think Chinese and Korean people have always been a kind of like a merchant. Like, historically, mm. we've, you know, I can't speak for Chinese. I'm, gonna, I'm super Korean. As it's being like a doc, um, uh, Manchuria, being always being like a, like a... We've always been like serving like you know mm-hmm. whether and um i always see like asian in the, I, there's a, a sh- uh, i talked the show that i did called asian dog mm-hmm. um and he's basically it's uh eating the crumbs of the privilege of their white masters and we see these crumbs right now that is that we're getting and and i think we, we should be celebrated and part of the time it's like but at the same time it's like w- if you see what the bigger picture and how how long Asian people have been so sub- subservient yeah. to like um, uh, white capital um, mm. throughout you know just historically all of America really um, so I look at that and I look at man you don't you don't see the abundance of what we can make for ourselves and uh, if, if we're able to stop serving but if we start serving our own community and ourselves in ways that we serve white people I just feel like it will be so much more. Unstoppable, uh, unstoppable. Because yeah. um, let's be honest, like Asian people are really the elves historically. <laughs> like we live forever. We have, you know, the like because you know the White Walkers, aka white people, like killed all of African culture. Like all we have to retain is you know like the elvish Asian culture. And I feel like I mean Asian people are so key, you know, high key elves, right? I don't oh know. yeah, the slanty eyes, the pointy ears, like the good skin, living forever, like just. Uh, you know, but anyway, not to get sidetracked, but um, I uh, yeah, I just want Asian people for in and other like light skin APIs. Like, why are we still serving? Uh, because mm. still being Asian dogs and being so grateful for the crumbs um, when there's so much more. So when you did the hypnotism thing, mm. um, what did you notice about the response? Uh, extra. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, first, like Black Twitter was like, like, oh, he is, he is doing the mostest, like, and I'm like, well, I want to have a discussion, and like at the same time, I want to really change how about my call and I desire, because mm. like I was, you know, doing all this stuff in my community, and I feel, like, you know, just trying to be an advocate for it um, in the best way that I can, but low key, still dating predominantly white guys, and I was just like, that's problematic why mm. why am i why am i still and and i know it's problematic because i'm not i i feel some sort of chip on my shoulder embarrassed to say it i feel embarrassed if i was like oh this is my white boyfriend and i'm not i'm not i'm not dissing on any like true loves or like because right. like you know um but i just did not want it for myself i just didn't want it for myself and i feel and i had to realize um then what can i do and like so like because sleeping with a person of color just to prove that you're not you know like it's well. also racist like yeah. that is a do- that's like that's so that's also problematic so um i really wanted to the, the response was like first people i think much i think it was funny because it was all the gay black men were just like whatever like you, you know like you you stupid but um the trans and um the trans uh and the cis uh females of uh of black twitter was all really supportive about it 
Um, mm. And I thought that was interesting, like just reading like, the comment. I did. I didn't read the racist like r- white Reddit comments because I was like, I, I'm homeless. I you know I finally got have an before coming back from Europe. I didn't have an apartment and I was like spiraling. So I was like, I have no time for this. So, <laughs> um, but um, I am you know I got, I am gonna read it sooner or later. So. Something I want to talk to you about. Okay, you know you your politics go into your art and that Mm. goes into you. You often are the live, like you often make yourself into an artwork. Mm -hmm. And when you do something like that, um, which is so incredible, there's often a risk that um, you'll cross a line from it being uh, your politics or your art into it kind of taking over. And I've called this in the past a Magneto syndrome, which is Mm. like it, it, it starts serving a need to isolate, a need to be angry. You know, it goes from being like uh, something, a, a work you do or a belief you have into being this way to keep yourself separated and angry at the world and as a way to sometimes say like, oh, I'm better, we're better, I'm not like these. You know, I've done that a lot with mm. being a queer person where I'm mm. like, I'm not like these other people, I'm not like these other gays, I'm not like this, I'm not like this. And I've always found that it comes from me trying to isolate me trying to be angry and i've one i always wonder like mm-hmm. your work you do is like you are the work so like how do you how do you protect yourself and also like how do you how do you is there space for you to be happy when you're under the microscope like what if you break the rules what if you you know does this make sense kind of okay uh um well, happiness is not a destination; it's a journey, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so, I, pe- well, I. But it's funny. A lot of people, I think that um, I'm like, uh, like I'm not, I'm not happy, and I'm just like, I'm, I, you know, I am happy. I'm, I'm, I'm I feel very. The fact that I have this platform and privilege to even do it, it's, it's in a, it's a blessing, right? Um, for me, I think like when I see so many other artists who make like uh, just something pretty. And I'm like, that's, I mean, I, I don't think, and this is my personal belief, like I, for me, it's just like, if your art isn't political, then you're just a designer. Yeah. Um, then go to design. And like, and I feel like, how can you not be an artist and talk about the, the, the social and political climate of our times? Like you cannot, you know, like an, an artist's job is to, I think, shed a light on that and help people see things that they haven't they didn't see it before or just to shed a light on something and um you know it's it's not the most fun but i think it's when when i when i could see at least like one other person of color like get it then it's it's that in itself it's it's pretty rewarding and it's pretty magical because like then that then i then you realize the trajectory of that person's life because of this one um discussion that you had with them will change how they view the world forever um so, um, and you know, like anger, it's just like, it's, it's a very reactionary emotion. Um, I'm working on compassion because that's, I think that is a higher vibration mm. where you could work on and, and, uh, to, and to really be successful in reaching people and having to understand you have to have a lot of patience. Um, but just the way that I look and just how like, you know, um, I might people have a perception about me. It's like I look like a I look like a villain. You know, I look like I look like, yeah. I, I'm not the most approachable looking person. Um, but you know, I feel like people once you you're paying attention, then you, you if you're not angry, then you're not paying attention. And I think it, that the difference is that is, is bitterness. You, sh- you can't be bitter. That's yeah. How do you? Yeah. I guess I always think of it like a Magneto complex because like Magneto has this great war, mm. but eventually like. It just, that's all there is. And, like, his own, you know, he's incapable of, like, having love or relationships or anything because he's so consumed by this mm. thing. And I think that happens to a lot of us, which is, like, sometimes you get, you you become bitter at the world. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I wonder how you, how you counter that. Like, how you, how you can not uh, judge, keep yourself um, at these standards at all times, you know? I mean, I don't want to be a martyr. Like, I right. want love and I want all these things. But 
I I do see myself as like a one small as one small piece in the larger like you know in the whole jigsaw and the whole puzzle. And so if I if me in this lifetime in this if my dharma is to be alone, um, but at this at at the cost of being able to uh, wake up other people, then I kind of feel that it's worth it. Okay. Um, but I don't want to navigate my life and and space and energy into becoming like um, uh, unapproachable or uh, just pure fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And I think, you know, it's funny because it's always like, uh, it's, it's always white people who always, who's always asking me that question. And it's just... Um, you, if you realize what's really going on, then this is this 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 is nothing. Totally. You know, this, is, this is just like yeah. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather it be me than I guess somebody else. But at the same time, I want love. I want all those things, too, and I and I will have it. Of course. It's just um, right now, what I feel like is important is um, helping other like young queer Asian people, API people, to not. Uh, have the same mentality that I did growing up. Yeah, I mean, and, and I understand that that question does come from the point of view of someone who can, like, dip in and dip out. Mm-hmm. I understand you don't get to dip out. I guess I I was asking it because, like, I've gotten lost a lot in my own... I've, I've, I've felt my voice get choked in the past mm-hmm. by my own shit that mm-hmm. doesn't have to do with whatever cause I thought I was contributing to. And I think you've done such a good job of, like focusing and like being really clear on it and like the hypnosis thing is so amazing because it's like you dealing with your own contradictions so that's why i wanted to ask mm. it. Uh, i mean you have i think it's about community it's like there's mm. you're gonna you're gonna need to, you know i thought this is a breakthrough of me and my therapist recently it's just like i thought you're supposed to be okay being alone and not needing anybody and being just like content by yourself same and then she was like no it's important to need people it's important to have, you know, people that you need and confide in and because that's what makes us human. Um, we're, a so, we're a social animal. So it's just, I think, like, you know, you could, if you just have, like, two or three people that you could just call anytime, be like, hey, I just need to unload. Mm-hmm. Can you make space for me right now? I'm going to talk about some, like, random stupid shit, but I just need you to make space for me. If you just have, you know, you're blessed. If you have two or three, you're blessed. But if you have more than you're like, uh, you know, good karma. Right. Yeah. So I think it's really just, yeah, it's ultimately it comes in the community that you have, you create for yourself. Um, and I mean, just like the people, like the super inner circle, you know? Yeah. So um, I know that, you know, Jupiter's moved into Capricorn and I know that you've kind of shifted uh, where you, you've expressed to me that you're interested in kind of like going in a little bit, focusing on your work and just spending a little more time developing. So I'm just curious, like, what direction your work is taking Uh, or what direction you would like to take or something you'd like to be exploring in your work. Well, I mean, my work is always going to be about something about race politics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But uh, uh, so I just today I have a I'm going to have a solo show with Chen and Lampert, which is a great art, uh, article. You should read it. Um, it's on Art Forum, and it's, it's, it's yes. on the web. Chen and Lampert, uh, my mentor and, te- like, you know, and brother Howie Chen, he's um, he's also, like, like you know, like a queer – like, he's not queer. He's, like, API straight, like, you know, like um, – but just, like, does the work about, like, garnering younger Asian people to, like, have community. And I was lucky to be one of his uh, pupils. And uh, Amazing. now I'm going to have – so I'm going to have a solo show at his gallery um, in Brooklyn in August or September. Um, so excited about that. But, you know, my work is always changing because I'm always changing. Um, I just feel like right now I find, like, uh, dissection about uh, – intersection about race fascinating and yeah. important. And, um and so my work is about that. And I don't know, 
And perhaps that will change, but right now I don't see it changing because that's just um, what still, I mean, racism still exists. So, oh, no. No, no, no. Of course. You right. know. Um, but, yeah, did that answer your question? I don't know why. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I just meant, like, because uh, you've you've explored so many different mediums and you've always been experimenting. So I'm just always curious about, like, where you, like, how you want to be experimenting mm. next or, like, but I, it sounds like you're incubating and. Yeah, I mean, if I had the funds, mama, like, whew. <laughs> but, and um, you will. One day, one day. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, when we talk about the art world, it's, like, it's hard because, like, many times, like, there could only be one. You know, it's, it's like it's like in many other arenas, right? Yeah. Like, I, when Dave Chappelle went to, um, for, to pitch his show to HBO, he was like, well, we already have Chris Rock, so why do we, you know? <laughs> so it's just like, you know, and right now, I think, like, before it was, like, Terrence Coe, who was, like, the the Asian, like, ah, and then now it's um, it's a Thai guy, Korakret. It's, and it's, it's, you know, it's hard for a queer people of color to have, be, you know, to have the same amount of avenues as, like, white artists have, um, period. Um, and in, in any other, in any, in any, in any career or platform. So, um, and I think that is slowly changing. Um, but right now, I can't, that's, that's such the macro. I can't think about it. I just got to do what I feel like, what, what I feel like is important. Totally. Even though this work that I do is not, is, is, you know, it's not, um, it's not viable, like, you know, commercially in, in many ways. Uh, and it's not, um, people, you know, people are, when they, when, when people go to like a, uh, want to go see art, they want to see something pretty. They want to see like a painting or a sculpture that is like, oh my God, like, yeah. <laughs> That's me. I'm yeah. a Taurus. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, that, that work now, it just, for me, it's just, nothing I won't go back to it but it's just it's not interesting Mm -hmm. it's just like I want I think like you know I I, um though people might say like oh you're like uh you're you're being too much or like you're extra or like this is like this is not gonna it's never gonna be at the Whitney or the gallery like you know at this but I want my you know all that at least my work right now is undeniable you can't. You're talking about it, and you can't deny it. And I always want. And that's the kind of life I want to live. Like you might be have. You might you know be see me as problematic or in any way. But like at the same time, but I'm undeniable. You can't deny me. Um, yeah, it's not marginal. So. It's effective, and it does. It does everything you do. People are gonna think about it the next day. It's not forgettable ever. Yeah, uh, that, and that's all. You know, then I'm. That's my work is done. I just want to be undeniable. <laughs> like that's the that's the goal. Gemini. No. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, Geminis. Oh. We're, we're so hated. After Scorpios, I feel But you're like. so so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. I mean, uh, uh, I love Kanye. People hate Kanye, but I... He's I, also undeniable. Undeniable. Um, Naomi. Naomi. Donald. Kanye. Oh, God, don't say... I know. Angelina. Angel, Angelina Jolie. Honey. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> And Azalea Banks, of course. But probably about uh, Azalea yeah. is such an interesting one because, like, Azalea is so, so powerful. Mm. She's so brilliant and she gets so lost in herself. She gets so – she, like, she forgets why – you know, like, her songs, everything she does, yeah. boom. Boom. But then once she's on Twitter – Everyone, she she you she loses herself. Like that's such an interesting. I think that's a good thing. example of like anger turned to bitterness. Exactly, and like not because yeah. she could, she oh. could flip everything. Oh, flip everything. So powerful, but yeah, it's like it's like I don't want to be dwell on that energy. You know, like Naomi right. Campbell, Mariah Carey, like that like kind of pettiness energy. Like no. you know, or just like no, I want. I I don't. Yeah, I I think it's it's easy. It's funny, and culture is it's people like laugh at it and it's like yes yes but like in the longer run i think that that energy is so lonely it could, mm. it's in the end like who do you like who do you have um if it's just yourself then then this whole thing was for nothing you know exactly yeah. marianne williamson 2020 oh my, I, I love I'm, I'm oh, god if but you know do you do you think america is ready for her no but i think the point is this is why she's brilliant i think she's just She's going to drop this influence that reverberates. Yeah. It does, she doesn't need to be president, but the point is she can 
it's like what you were saying, which is like she can be heard and she can influence and like the next generation, it can reverberate. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's also, the long game. Also a Jew. Hello. She's a Jew? She's Jewish. Yeah. Her dad was uh, a high, a high, like yeah, a priest rabbi or something. She's know. from my neighborhood in Houston. Uh, I mean. Know. I'm obsessed. Gay icon. Uh, gay icon. Obsessed. Also, like, I mean, good white people who aren't racist age so well. Let's uh, just say, like, okay, racist white people age horribly. That's, that's, but good allies, white allies, it just, they just age so well. It's, right? So where can people be following you? Oh, um, uh, my Instagram, uh, e.t.chong. My name, E.T. Chong. Um, yeah, that's, I mean... I, I'm off Twitter because of that when that happened, okay. I was like, I'm done. I'm not. I don't want to be here. Like it's just too much. It's just too much. Uh, but um, yeah, it's just Instagram e dot Look for the hot villain uh, on the streets of New York. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, since I got this face tattoo, though, people ha- I, I realized the different, like how differently people like treat me or approach me. Really? Yeah. I love that. I yeah, I do. I kind of like it's. You're a little more fearsome, or. <laughs> You know, as an Asian man, like, I'd rather you uh, be uh, scared of me and then respect me and but then, then to look over me, Ooh. you know? So I'd be, like, so now with this little, little face tap, people are just like, who? who oh, uh, yeah. I just, I just see, like, white mom, like, pulling their children in closer. Yes. You know? Good. <laughs> yeah. Undeniable. Yeah. Honey. Um, I love you. I'm so happy you were here. Thank I, you for this. Thank you for this. Like, yeah, such. Ah, I love you, David. I love you. Okay. If you enjoyed this episode of The Luminaries, let me know. Give me a five star rating on iTunes. Write a glowing encomium. Share it on your Instagram stories. Email it to your Aunt Joan. And help make this series bigger and better with every episode. Thank you for listening, and let's grow together. See you next Tuesday. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.